0: Yeah, well, good morning. A little funny story. Before getting started this morning, I was up here talking to Brandon, and um, they were talking about my nerves, and I I told him, like, funny thing, I'm not really nervous. Um, And then Mark comes walking up, and uh, he's like, oh, how are your nerves doing? He's like, yeah, if you're not nervous, you're an idiot. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I'm like, well, that's fitting. All right. So, (laughs) But yeah, it, it is an honor to be up here speaking to you today. Um, we were going to ask Mark to speak this morning, but we didn't have any bad news to present So uh, we figured we'd save him for a different time yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so for those who don't know me, my name is Matthew I sit over there with my wife and three kids, uh, Larissa and we've got our three little ones I help run men's breakfast, as Mark told you, um, that's on the second Saturday of every month uh, Currently we just, um, we're just starting up in the book of First Peter We'll be discussing the background information of the letter, to whom it's written, and why. And if we have time, we'll get into that first chapter. So if you'd be interested in joining us, and you're a man, uh, you can reach out to Skylar or myself, and we'll get you all set up. And oh, Don't worry, ladies. Uh, don't feel left out if there's, there's a women's Bible study on the last Saturday of every month. And if you're interested, speak to Kotzer Victoria. Um. Yeah, as many of you know, this is my second time speaking up here. You might remember and still have nightmares of that day. I don't know, well, I know that I do. It was pretty bad. I was speaking about the Israel trip that me and my family went on with uh, Pastor Ben, what we learned, what I experienced, and uh, just an overview of the moments that I felt that were worth speaking about. And I was nervous on that one. I wanted to speak profound sound intelligent, basically the next Billy Graham. And truth be told, I thought I'd be good at it. I have the right attributes. I'm not a shy person, I'm good, to, I'm good at speaking to people. I retain information pretty well. So I prepared, and I prepared, and I prepared. I had weeks to fine tune that thing. I wrote every letter of that study at least 10 times. I wrote it out loud 20 times. That was it. That was my moment. And I sucked. (laughs) I mean, I really sucked. So I was flat. There was no personality at all. It was like listening to Alexa read a sermon. So I realized (laughs) I realized what I was missing. It wasn't me. I was lacking the presence of the Holy Spirit in the message. I approached it as if it was it as if it was an essay. It was just head knowledge. I realized after that, or after, that I was trying to, yeah, I was just lacking the spirit. It's uh, I came out with head knowledge, so I planned so hard that I didn't allow him to speak through me. And I left feeling pretty bummed out about it because, I mean, this you're not looking at me like, hopefully we don't see me at all, but it'd be God glorified through me because all glory goes to God. I don't want to be profound. I don't want to be anything. I just, I want God to be glorified. So that would be the goal of today. So this time I'm tapping out, asking the Holy Spirit to step in and just lead the message where he wants it to go. So, but don't worry. I did write some notes down so that I can try to stay on track, but it is a topic that I'm worried about. Many of you know that I lost my brother and his family. So, I thought it was funny. I told him, like, man, I'm going to need some tissue, and then I got four boxes up here. <laughs> like, I don't need that much tissue. So, but for the last couple months, um, I've been avoiding talking about it because this is how the sermon turned out. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Man, I just pray that the Lord steps in I'm able to make it through um, And if not, I have a backup plan So if I just start weeping We're just going to go Matthew chapter 5 Sermon on the Mount And that would be the best message we could ever hear anyway So, But when Ben asked me to speak about my observations And how my perspective has changed over this time I was like, oh crap, this could be bad I don't know if I could talk about it and then to try to find it out in front of a hundred people. holy. But God doesn't need us to be ready. He just wants us to be readily available. When the opportunity presents itself to serve the Lord, just say yes. Let him work the rest out. So, he's a better planner than we are anyway. Dang, I haven't even started talking about my brother. Yeah, So. up? <clears throat> <sighs> Jeff told me just think about brisket when it starts happening so all right brisket so Matthew 10:9 Don't be anxious how you're to speak or what you're to say for what you're to say will be given to you in that hour For it is not you who speaks but the spirit of your father speaking through you So I hope that I hope that you guys find some of this interesting. I hope that I'm able to make it through without bawling like a baby. I hope that it lasts longer than 10 minutes, but hmm. Ah, mostly I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit picks up where I'm lacking, because the study will be dead without him. Are we filming this? It's (laughs) dark. So let's just open up with prayer. Oh father i just i thank you for this honor to be up here speaking on your behalf lord i just pray that you would calm, calm my nerves or my emotions that you would speak through me that it would just be a miracle up here that i'd be able to get through this speak words and just give the congregation grace to realize the faults and lacks of the speaker so Just be with us here today. Let me speak to an audience of one and just have your spirit upon this place. In Jesus' name, pray. All right. Trees, windows, other stuff. All right. So it's amazing how God prepares us for the situations that are coming. I look back on the times prior to the incident and I'm thankful for his planning. It started years ago. Larissa and I were trying to have another baby. And uh, it just wasn't happening. Kaylin was already five or six at the time. It just wasn't happening. So that's when I got the idea of adopting. I was all pumped up for it. Matthew twenty-five forty. Truly, I say to you, as you do it for the least of these, my brothers, you did it for me. So I was all gung-ho. Unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be at the time. The oil field where I was working was uh, shutting down. And adopting a kid from the US was like 40,000 bucks. So we put that thought on the back burner and periodically it would come up. And when we talk about wanting kids, I'd be like, oh, we could always adopt. But it just wasn't the right time for us. Then there was this really neat conversation that I had with my grandmother. I was driving home from work, talking to her on the phone. She got COVID and wasn't doing too well. But we had the absolute best conversation that we probably ever had. You know, one of those conversations that you were just like talking to a buddy. I was able to talk to her about the person and nature of Jesus Christ, his divinity, and what he did for each and every one of us. And by the time we hung up, I had the blessed assurance knowing that my grandmother was a sister in Christ. But the part of our call that pertains to this topic of the prep preparing me for what he had in store for me was this. At the end of our conversation, she wanted to know what my favorite hymn was. It took me a second to think about it, but my favorite hymn is, as the deer panteth for the water. And then she did the unexpected. She asked me to sing it for her, but somehow I was able to sing each and every word of that song that night. I don't know that I could do it now, but somehow the words just flowed. I remember hanging up thinking, man, that was a good call. If that was our last time speaking to each other, it was a good one. And sure enough, she passed away the next day. So I'll tie that in in a second. But but there were other things. Um, I took both of my vacation weeks right off at that time that the accident happened. So Jeff retired on the 18th of July. That was just three days after the crash. Uh, They were praying for a long time, wondering if it was the right thing to do. Jeff got a clear message and peace about it. So it was a officially planned a month or two behind beforehand. And I'm telling you I'm so grateful that he was there for all of us. He really helped us out through helped us through it. Then there was a night that I woke up and I was thinking about Daniel 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which was weird because I wasn't even studying Daniel 3 at the time, but I wasn't studying Daniel at the time. But I woke up with this thought in mind, so I wrote it down really quick. I'd rather step into the fire knowing that God is with me rather than rather than living comfortably on my own strength. It always comes out better for me when I am relying on God and letting him lead me. As the trials draw near, we can all rest well knowing that God is going into the fire with us. Whether he takes us out of the tribulation period completely or we go through it with him together. I find comfort knowing that he is my God and that I'm his unworthy servant. I'd rather go through the tribulation period together with God at the lead than try to direct myself through an easy life without, without the trials, because I know how bad of a job that I do when I'm at the wheel. I didn't realize how those words would help me in the times to come. Then the accident happened. Our lives changed in a second, literally in a twinkling of an eye. Our lives were turned upside down. I'm not going to talk about that for the obvious reasons, but I only bring it up to state the obvious. Don't wait. Life is short. Whatever's holding you back from drawing near to Christ, it's not worth it. Whatever's stopping you from talking to that one person in your life, get on it. Because you met... You never know when that opportunity will pass, and we don't get those times back. I think back on the last couple years, my brother was just on fire for the Lord. His faith really grew these last few years. It was a blessing. To see him grow in his relationship with God we both worked at UPS and being in the truck by yourself all day long could get pretty tedious. So often we would have our Bluetooth in and talk to each other throughout the day. We would give each other some company through the day and just, oh man, can you guys even understand me? Holy smoke. All right. So. So yeah, he was my bud. We just talked to each other through, through the day. So. When I first started, I was trying to come up with an idea to try to share the gospel with people, which is a lot harder than you think. You see, I have 200 five-second conversations every single day. So it's hard to plan your attack with only five seconds. And you have to to fit a hello hello and a goodbye into that, so you're only left with about 3.5 seconds to spare. So I thought it was a safe way to try and approach it. I would try to say, have a blessed day, rather than saying goodbye. And if they were curious and asked about it, I would stop what I'm doing talk, and then talk a little bit deeper. Well, my brother heard it, and off he ran with it. Boy, he was blessing everybody. The closer that he came to the Lord, the less he cared about how he looked. Pretty soon he was yelling Proverbs 18.10 at people. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs (laughs) into it and is safe. And if people dared to say what, he would just say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Some people would get upset with him, and some would get downright mad, but that would not slow him down a bit. Me being his brother would try to talk to him logically. Like, you know that you could get in trouble for doing that. What if they call in on you? Why don't you try saying something small and see if they're interested, and then talk to them? Kind of like what I tried to do. But there he goes again. The name of the Lord is Strong Tower, and the righteous man runs into it and in is safe. Okay it, it made me think of uh, Mary and Martha Luke 10, 38 Now as they man I just need to blow my nose Bear with me Alright Oh this thing's going to be nasty When Ben gets back Alright So Now as they went on their way Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed, in, welcomed him into the house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the feet of the Lord and listened to his teaching. But Mary, Mary was dis- Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. It makes me reflect on who I am in this story. And sadly to say, I think many times I'm like Martha. I've always been the type of person to plan ahead, think about the future, get work done, work, work, work. I could only imagine if I was there to throw the barbecue and Jesus showed up. I would be in overdrive to to, to try and make that the best barbecue ever. The tables would be perfect heaters if you were to get cold, fans if you were to get too hot. I'd even have to call Steve up to make sure the food's amazing. (laughs) Every detail would have to be perfect. But through my busyness, I may have missed the obvious. Jesus came time to spend time with us. He doesn't care about the tables. He owns them all. He, He doesn't care about the temperature. He can just change it at his will. What he desires is for me to want to be at his feet, Learning and ready to serve the King of Kings. My brother chose chose the good portion. He wasn't he wasn't the most knowledgeable, but what he knew he shared with others. He didn't hold back from sharing the gift of Jesus, and I want to strive to be like that. And oh, finally, these are some things that I've just observed recently in my own life. Proverbs 16.31 A gray head is a crown of glory. It is found in the way of righteousness. I've always taken these passages about gray hair tied to wisdom, simply as those who are older have wisdom. Pretty cut and dry, right? But these last few months, I've acquired a bunch of gray hair on the side of my head that I've never had before. What's changed, you might ask? Well, I've been more stressed out these last couple of months than I have ever been before. I told Ben about my newfound grays and he simply said, yeah, from the stress. I was blown away, I thought it was just something you said to your kids to make them calm down. I didn't realize it was true, stress turns your hair gray. Then I got to think about gray hair being tied to wisdom. Who was the context of Proverbs and those passages, who were they written to? How many Middle Eastern people do you know with gray hair? Not many. Normally they go bald, not gray. So maybe wisdom doesn't come naturally with old age. I think that maybe the wisdom comes to the people that made it through trials and stresses of life. Those trials and tribulations that Jesus said would come if you follow them. Not an easy, comfortable life, but those who earn their gray hairs. They are the ones that you want to learn from. They have wisdom. And then... Here's a challenge I think that I had to work through. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 10:27 The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. I've always understood the fear of the Lord to mean reverence to the Lord or respect to the Lord. But recently I've acquired a fear of the Lord. We just be, we just became my niece Charlotte's guardians but it was extremely stressful getting it. We were praying to become Charlotte's guardians, but somehow her grandmother from Utah got temporary guardianship before we did and was wanting to take Charlotte back to Utah. So we had to petition the ruling from the judge. Long story short, we got our miracle and Charlotte is with us. But like most every miracle, it was just the worst experience ever. When we had no hope left, Then God did his thing and fixed everything. When do miracles happen? It's when your back is to the Red Sea and a bunch of Egyptians are coming for you. So a few weeks ago, we were down in prayer, and we were in the process to becoming probate representatives at this point. But something happened to me that never happened before. I was scared to pray about it. I just couldn't handle any more miracles. My stress level was just maxed out. And I thought that maybe if I didn't pray about it, that it would just go smooth. And that was all I wanted. <clears throat> but then I told the people in the prayer group and how I felt, and we prayed about it anyways. But I realized I, I acquired a fear of the Lord's methods, how he shapes us and molds us, It seems to always be painful, sometimes physical, sometimes emotional, but never comfortable. I realized that there were things that I was afraid to pray for. Lord, teach me to be humble. Teach me to be kind. Teach me to be meekness, patience, all of these things that could be taught, but not easy. There's going to be some hardship that comes with it. So I asked myself, is there anything God teaches us without bringing us pain or inconvenience? And there was one that dawned on me, love. Teach me to love, and there is no greater love than the love that a parent has for a child. That love comes instantly, with no lessons, that agape love. Want me to prove it? Does someone want (laughs) to go to Sunday school class and try to lay hands on a little one? Watch these sweet ladies turn into mama bears really quick. (laughs) You don't have to worry about the dads that are packing, the mama bears will rip you apart. Then I realized that this is the love that God has for us, the love that a parent has for a child. And even greater than that, how much does he love us? Enough to come down to earth and take the punishment of death on our behalf. Not just death, but a death on the cross. So I thought about the methods that I used to teach my children and reflecting on it. Most of the time, it's in a disciplinary way. They mess up, and then we correct them. What happens when you just tell them, in one ear, out the other? It's hardships that stick. And how much greater the gap between man and God than between kids and an adult? So just as a parent wants the best for his child, so much more does God want the best for us. So what do we do? Just know that God has. Just know that we have a good God, and even. Though the immediate struggle might be tough Our good God has a plan for us And we're going to look back on those times And be grateful So One last thing I'll share is I was talking about my grandma and singing that As a deer panting for the water And uh, There was a night that I woke up And couldn't go back to sleep And I'm just like man lord I just I felt no presence I was just I was just hurting All the time And oh, man and I just wanted to know Like God Like Please show me your ear So I wake up Couldn't go back to sleep So Did Bible roulette You just Open the book See what's there And like Lord speak to me And Coincidentally Psalm 42 came up I didn't realize that was the psalm, but I think I'll close and just read it for you. (laughs) As a deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been made food day and night. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in possession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise a multitude keeps festival. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil with me? I hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan, of Hermon. Deep calls to deep, the roar of your waters fall, and the breakers in your waves have, have gone over me. My days, my day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I mourn because of the oppression of my enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hoping God, for I shall again... Hoping God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation, and my God. So, that's what I got, guys. So. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I will close in prayer a little bit, and then Brandon will close in worship, and he'll end, end with a prayer button. Oh, Father, I just thank you for a day. Thank you for the grace of this congregation, Lord, letting me weep in front of them for, I don't know, 30 minutes. I just pray that you were glorified this day, Lord, that you use this to for the benefit of somebody and that you would just continue to bless us be here with us lord just fill these people with your spirit lord just like torrents of living water lord that it would just flow out of us that you would fill us to the point that we would just take it out to the world around us lord and that we would be here readily available to glorify you i thank you be with these people throughout the week in jesus name i pray amen